Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, Wanderers. Welcome back to the Beginner's Guide to the Lord of the Rings. You know what? It's been a while since I saw any new reviews on episodes. Please take a moment to give this show a rating and a review, and I may read your review on a future episode. Every rating and review helps more Wanderers find this podcast. Today we return to Baron in the darkness of Sauron's dungeons, and we'll see Luthien challenge Sauron in an attempt in an attempt to rescue Baron. I'll be analyzing a portion of the chapter called Of Baron and Luthien, in a book called The Silmarillion, written by J.R.R. Tolkien and published after his death by Ballantine Books in 1977. A link to purchase The Silmarillion from Amazon is in the show notes. Welcome. The Beginner's Guide to the Lord of the Rings podcast. We explore the foundational, epic stories from the deep past of Middle Earth. If you enjoy J.R.R. Tolkien's books, or maybe Peter Jackson's movies, or perhaps you're excited for Amazon Studios' new series, The Rings of Power, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle Earth, then listen and subscribe. Lagovanian, fellow wanderers. Today's episode date is May 5th. On this day in Middle Earth, in the year 2942, Bilbo rests in Rivendell on his return journey from the Lonely Mountain. In the year 3019, King Aragorn sits on the throne in Gondor after the One Ring was destroyed. This is adapted from today in Middle-Earth history calendar on the OneRing.net. Let's check the map. These map checks are modeled after the beautiful maps that accompany the Lord of the Rings books, and I hope give you the context for today's story. If none of this makes sense, please listen to a few previous episodes and catch back up. It is the first age of Middle-Earth. Morgoth, the Dark Lord, has divided the allies of elves and men. Baron, a man, has enlisted the help of an elven king, Finrod, to reclaim one of the precious Silmarils from Morgoth's crown, so that he can claim the willing hand of the elven princess Luthien. However, Baron and Finrod have been captured by Morgoth's lieutenant Sauron, and their companions are being picked off one at a time by Sauron's wolves. Some common motifs to look for in today's portion of the story are disguise and deceit, release from bondage, the power of song, and overcoming darkness with light. We pick up the story today with Baron in the dungeons of Sauron, and quote, a weight of horror has fallen on Luthien's heart. Luthien learns from her mother, Melian, a powerful Maiar or demigod, that Baron has been captured in Sauron's dungeon. She resolves to journey to Sauron's tower and free Baron, but first she needs to escape her own captivity of sorts by eluding the guards that are commissioned to prevent her from following Baron. Using all her enchantments, she causes her dark hair to grow quite long, then uses it to weave a dark robe that she enchanted with a spell of sleep. Using this dark robe, she puts the guards to sleep and escapes the kingdom of her father in search of Baron. By chance, two of Feanor's sons, Kelegorm and Carufin, were hunting in the wilderness. With them was the hound named Huon, who was a great hound born in Valinor and given to Kelegorm by the Valar Arome many years before. Huon had followed Kelegorm into his exile in Middle-earth, and it was prophesied that he would meet death only when, quote, he encountered the mightiest wolf that would ever walk the world. Huon found Luthien wrapped in her robe and took her to Kelegorm and Carufin. Kelegorm is immediately stricken with Luthien and decides that if he were to marry her, his power among the elven princes would increase and be the greatest. But he deceives Luthien and offers to bring her to Nargothrown and help her in her quest, giving no indication that he already has first-hand knowledge of Baron and his journey. At Nargothrown, Luthien is again held captive. But Huon, being, quote, true of heart, 
listens to all of Luthien's tales of Baron and helps her escape by allowing her to ride him like a horse and giving her counsel in the first of three times that he is permitted to speak. We'll get to these three times that Juan is allowed to speak, but in the first case, we're not given the words or counsel that he provided to Luthien. All we know is that he carries her right up to the gates of Sauron's tower. But before we get to Sauron's tower, I want to point out that we've just seen Luthien escape from captivity twice, and both times by her own action, the robe of sleepiness and disguise that she made, and in convincing Huan, the wolfhound, that Baron was a friend of beasts and worth helping. Let's call back to last week's episode when Baron met Luthien, and she released Spring from the bondage of winter, as well as Baron from an enchanted bondage. Have you noticed the pattern yet? Luthien is the driving force that releases from bondage, from seasons changing to men's hearts to her own captivity, and even from the bondage of Sauron. Baron and Finrod are alone in Sauron's pits now. All their companions have been taken by Sauron's werewolves. At last, a wolf comes for Baron, but Finrod, quote, put forth all his power and burst his bonds. Wrestling with the werewolf, he slays it with his hands and teeth, but is fatally wounded and is dying. He bids Baron farewell, and his body dies in the dungeons of the tower that he himself built so many years before. Quote, Thus King Finrod, Felagund fairest and most beloved of the house of Finway, redeemed his oath, but Baron mourned beside him in despair. In that moment, Luthien stands on the bridge that leads to Sauron's tower, and quote, She sang a song that no walls of stone could hinder. Baron hears the song, but believing he is in a dream, hearing the singing of nightingales, he sings his own song of challenge, praising the constellation of the seven stars, the sickle of the Valar. If you remember, this was a constellation that Varda, a Valar, had made as a challenge to Morgoth and sign of his fall. Luthien hears his song and, quote, she sang then a song of greater power. But Baron isn't the only one who hears her. Sauron does as well, and he knows of Luthien, that she is the daughter of his worthy opponent, Malion, and he decides that he will capture her give her to Morgoth, and thus win a great reward. Again, I find these little moments of Sauron being the second most evil being in Middle-earth intriguing. Here he is, plotting evil deeds in the service of some master, almost like a groveling puppy, even though he's not a puppy, as we'll see in just a moment. Sauron sends wolves to the bridge to ensnare Luthien, but Huan the faithful slays each. Sauron learns that Huan is protecting Luthien, and decides that he himself will make the prophecy of Huan's death come true. So, quote, he took upon himself the form of a werewolf and made himself the mightiest that had yet walked the world. He comes to the bridge to challenge Juan. In horror, Juan sprang aside and Sauron bore down on Luthien. But she cast her cloak over his eyes and Sauron stumbles in drowsiness. Juan regained his courage and he and Sauron in wolf form battle together until Juan is able to pin Sauron with a grip on Sauron's throat. Sauron begins changing his shape but is unable to escape the jaws of Juan. Luthien says to Sauron that his body will be stripped from his spirit, and, quote, his ghost be sent quaking back to Morgoth. And she said, There everlastingly thy naked self shall endure the torment of his scorn, pierced by his eyes, unless thou yield to me the mastery of the tower. Sauron yields to Luthien, giving her mastery of the tower, and flees. Wow, isn't this awesome? Luthien and Juan are able to bring down Sauron and take control of his stronghold. This demonstrates Luthien's power and strength. Let's recall a line from Elrond, the great-grandson of Luthien. In a scene in the Fellowship of the Ring movie, Elrond is speaking with Gandalf at Rivendell when he says this line, Men, men are weak. No doubt he referred to Isildur, who refused to destroy Sauron's ring after armies of men and elves had assaulted Sauron's tower and Isildur's father had cut the ring from Sauron's hand. But to add some richness to Elrond's statement that men are weak, he was well aware of his great-grandmother's triumph over Sauron with her songs of challenge an ally in Juan the Wolfhound, 
and an ultimatum that she would humiliate Sauron in front of his master forever. Surely, in Elrond's mind, men are weak, not only for refusing the temptation of the ring, but especially in contrast to the deeds of his great-grandmother. After Sauron flees, Luthien declares her power over the tower and releases the spell that binds the stones together. There's another instance of the pattern of releasing from bondage. All of Sauron's pits are laid open, and many captives are released, and yet Baron doesn't come. Luthien finds him mourning by the body of Finrod. Believing him to be dead, she puts her arms around him and falls into forgetfulness. But, quote, Baron coming back to the light out of the pits of despair lifted her up, and they looked again upon one another, and the day rising over the dark hills shone upon them. Notice the use of darkness and light, much like in their first meeting, but in this case, the transition from darkness to light is mutual. Luthien brings Baron from the darkness of mourning, and Baron brings her from the darkness of forgetfulness. All of this is further entrenched with the symbolism of the sunrise breaking over the hills as they look upon each other again. I think Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet look rather pathetic when compared to Tolkien's Baron and Luthien. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Baron and Luthien bury the body of Finrod and slowly return to the forest within the girdle of Melian as part of the realm of Thingol. Baron, supposing that Luthien is now safe, resolves to continue his quest alone. But Luthien won't accept that, saying that Baron must choose to either relinquish his quest and accept a life of wandering, or, quote, to hold to your word and challenge the power of darkness upon its throne. But either road I shall go with you, and our doom shall be alike. So we see here the motif of choice, like we've seen in other tales. I keep calling out choice because we'll see how important choice will be in the family history of Baron and Luthien's descendants, including Elrond the Half-Elven. We also see the motif of doom again, and the intertwined doom that Baron and Luthien share. I share some thoughts on this doom based on a quote from Aragorn. You can hear those in my previous bonus episode. As mentioned, Baron wasn't the only captive released by Luthien's actions. Many of the prisoners went back to Nargothrond, where they said that, quote, a maiden had dared that which the sons of Feanor had not dared to do. Those who had been persuaded to follow Kelegorm and Carufin, quote, were released from the brothers' dominion. Orodraith, the king, would not permit the brothers to be slain, but withdrew his friendship for the sons of Feanor. Kelegorm and Carufin rode away from Nargothrond, intending to find their kindred in the east. By chance, they encounter Baron and Luthien. An altercation happens, in which the brothers try to kill Baron and kidnap Luthien, but Juan the Hound intercedes, allowing Baron to despoil Carufin of his gear and weapons. Among these was a knife named Angrist, which could, quote, cleave iron as if it were green wood. This knife is a crucial point for the story, so I'm going to break down its elvish name, Angrist. We've encountered one of these roots before, Crist, which means cleaver or sword, as in Orkist, the goblin cleaver that Thorn Oakenshield bears. Ang means iron. Thus, Angrist is Sindarin Elvish meaning iron cleaver. 
This is important if you remember what Baron's quest is, to reclaim a Silmaril in his hand. Where are the Silmarils now? Encased in the crown of Morgoth, a crown that is made of iron. Baron then flings Karufin before him, claiming his horse for Luthien to ride. The brothers begin to ride away on one horse, but in shame, Karufin takes a bow and shoots an arrow aimed at Luthien. Quan leaps and catches the arrow in his mouth, but Karufin releases another at Luthien. Baron springs in front, takes the arrow direct to the chest. Quan chases the brothers away, then returns to Luthien with an herb. With this herb, her arts, and her love, she heals Baron. Baron resolves again to go on alone, and even makes it a distance before Luthien and Juan catch up in disguise. Baron is reluctant for Luthien to continue, and for the second of three times, Juan is permitted to speak. Quote, From the shadow of death, you can no longer save Luthien, for by her love, she is now subject to it. But if you will not deny your doom, then either Luthien, being forsaken, must assuredly die alone, or she must with you challenge the fate that lies before you. I hope that all of you, like Baron and Luthien, can also find someone who, with you, will challenge the fate that lies before you. Baron and Luthien now disguise themselves, Baron in the wolf helm of Sauron's chief wolf, and Luthien as a batfell who had been a messenger of Sauron, and, quote, they pass through all perils and come to the gate of Angband. Please join me in the next episode, where Baron and Luthien will face the Dark Lord Morgoth and discover if they are able to win a Silmaril from the Iron Crown. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. For feedback on the show, please email me at lordoftheringspodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at beginnersguidelotrpodcast. Until next week, remember, not all those who wander are lost. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.